2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave McCreka. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry and I talk about all these crazy stories about the WWE and Shane McMahon. What is going on in the world of the WWE? Also, we get into the world of AEW with owner and president, Tony Khan, right now on the Busted Open Podcast.
2: Dave, my my number one concern about what's going on in pro wrestling today is the fact that something as, I guess it's not, uh, it's not groundbreaking, but. If Shane McMahon could be kicked out of <laughs> WWE, then is anybody safe? Ah, uh, no. How about that?
1: I mean, I mean, seriously. And, you know, you said you wanted to start at the top, Mark. I think there's no better place to start than with Shane McMahon and all these, you know, stories and rumors. And here's the other thing, too, Mark. I don't know what's true. Like, there's so many reports of what's going on with Shane McMahon. Um you know, he was he took part in producing and actively participating in the Men's Royal Rumble match this past Saturday. Supposedly, it was chaotic. I, I think you would agree, Mark, that the Men's Royal Rumble match felt a little off. It was not nearly as good as what we saw in the Women's Royal Rumble match. And I, I really don't know how to define what role he had, how much blame you put on somebody like Shane McMahon. The fact that... Yeah, He was quietly let go after the Royal Rumble on Saturday. And like you said, like, that's a McMahon. So with all the rumors and all the people that we've seen let go, we're actually seeing a McMahon be let go by the WWE? Sounds crazy. But you got to
2: look at it like this, too, Dave. If there ever was, and there probably will be, somebody that's disgruntled, somebody that has a gripe with the WWE, about the releases, about this, or about my positioning as it related to somebody that was um, one of the family members, they they could have some kind of gripe. But now, with a McMahon being shown the door, hey, we, we let go of one of our own. Yeah. Like, well, you can't say that. Uh, there was nepotism involved. You can't say that uh, we weren't that nobody is uh, above being let go or released. Uh, Triple H has been uh, reassigned to different duties and like the list goes on. And all of this is stuff that is documented. It's not me saying that from my opinion. So Maybe it, maybe Dave, the way we look at it now, from now on, is nobody is safe. I,
1: I think you're right, Mark, and I think you know. I think a lot of people's perception about the WWE is that it is like a ma and pa shop, and you, you talk about you know going from Vince McMahon Senior to Vince McMahon Junior, and then you thought that this company was going to be passed on to you know Shane McMahon or Stephanie or Triple H. I don't I don't think you can have that mindset anymore and. You know, and again, this is all rumor and speculation. Not everything that I'm yeah. going to say right here is fact. But when you look at the WWE right now and, and all the things that have happened over, I don't know, Mark, the last year and a half. I mean, if this is an evidence that this company is going to be sold at some point, like, you know, I really do believe that a year, two, three years from now, the WWE that we look at right now is going to be completely different than the WWE of the future.
2: I would have to agree. Um, Without the McMahons in the building, so to speak, um, who would run it? Would they hire somebody that has an enormous amount of experience and history, like uh, go and get like an Eric Bischoff type, somebody that is not directly connected to Uh, all things WWE the last 50 years? Or would it just be completely new people, television, movies, uh, and they still have a wrestling show? Maybe it's one show, not two shows anymore. Maybe NXT goes back to being... Like what they used to call Deep South, or the you know developmental down in OVW Orlando or, or Tampa yeah. FCW type thing. Well, I mean, I don't know what what happens. I don't I don't know. And I think
1: and I think Mark, you know, that what you just said about new people is probably. To me, more of a reality than anything else. If you look at who's been released by the WWE, you know, even look at at a William Regal or a Road Dog. Like I think those old school pro wrestling uh, minds that we look at as geniuses are not really a part of the new the plan of and future of the WWE. I think this is purely an, an entertainment company that you know, when you look at wrestling and the roots of wrestling and the origins and the history, I don't think that's something that really means a lot to the new frontiers of this company. I think it is an entertainment. I think you look at a Nikon.
2: Go ahead, Mark. And I don't think that protecting the business will be a factor anymore, which for a lot of years, Dave, the, the biggest thing was protecting the business. Uh, even... The way that you shoot the business, there's there's a way that the people that have shot pro wrestling for the last, geez, since 81, and I had a conversation recently uh, with the head of production at AEW, and we talked about this. And even to the point where a, a, a while ago, you and I, Dave, talked about having a Kevin Dunn, somebody come on bust it open and talk about shooting and production. I, I think we can get that done in the next couple of weeks uh, with their production heads at AEW. And I'm excited about that. Cause I know you have a lot more questions than I do from the brass tacks of the production angles. But the one thing that we talked about was there are things that give away what it is we do is it's, it's is seeing Oz behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And that was protected by the way you shoot wrestling. Because if you just shoot it in a broad stroke, you'll see the mistakes. We, there's mistakes all over the place all the time. You, you look at, you know, any form of television. If you're on a stage, eventually something is going to not go right. And that is the thing that I feel like will start to happen When all the wrestling people leave, when all when 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 the last guy that was a pro wrestler, that's a producer. Because it's going to get to the point to where the producers are going to be TV people that never wrestled before. They they don't have a, a, a really a dog in the fight. They just I'm a good producer for television and, you know, we're going to do it this way.
1: And 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 Mark, as you're talking, and I, I can only speak for myself. And I, I'm, I'm interested to hear that people are listening out there on their cars or on their radios, listening to you talk. If they feel the same way, what you're saying is depressing me. Because I'm sorry, no, but, but, but I'm being true, but I'm being completely honest. Like there's, I always look at pro wrestling, and I remember Triple H saying this in a press conference after an NXT takeover a few years back. Pro wrestling is an art form. It truly is, to me, an art form. And it's, it's a craft, and you know better than anybody, Mark, being in the ring and being a Hall of Famer. It, it's a craft that you have to learn over time. It's not easy. And you saying about, hey, now you're getting producers involved and directors involved and camera people involved that never were involved in pro wrestling before. They're going to look at it differently than the way you and I perceive it as an art form. You know, Bully and I were talking about NXT a few weeks back where you actually watching the show, you could see them communicating with each other. Like you could actually hear them talking about going over their spots before they actually did it. it, it they didn't hide it. The cameraman didn't know what angle to be at to hide that. Or the, 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 the performer in the ring didn't know to put their head down to make sure that, you know, the viewer couldn't read their lips. It sounds like small things, but over time, Mark, that's a big thing. Because those it's are a things big that deal. You, yeah, you, those are things that you learn. So the further you get away from people that actually know that craft, it's going to be exposed. And I'm wondering, Mark, if fans even care at this point. Are we so smartened up by what's going on in that ring that these are things that fans don't even care anymore? And maybe what I'm saying, the way you're saying, is falling on deaf ears.
2: Two things, Dave. Two things. Um, the number one thing is that it, we have a cinematic style now that you know happened during the pandemic and you can basically go through a match and then that will be eliminated at some point in the future because they can say cut all right we gotta redo that like don't 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 put your hand over your mouth like you're talking because like I right, we could we noticed that like don't do it okay do it again start everybody go and then you pick up where you left off. Like that, that, that kind of stuff will happen in the future. The other thing is, I, it hurts my feelings, Dave, that pro wrestling and pro wrestlers are not nominated for Tony's and Emmys and Oscars, uh, best wrestling production, best pro wrestling show, pro, best pre, pro wrestler. Um, in wrestling best heel best baby face like you know you, you you go through the Hollywood uh awards and you can do that for pro wrestling it's it's not been done it should be done um but one of the reasons why I think that that is is because Hollywood is not going to bring somebody that's not Hollywood in. The McMahons are not Hollywood. They're not. Hollywood is keeping them at arm's length until they run it. And I figure, you know, if if there's going to be Oscars and Emmys and Tonys in the future, then maybe, just See, maybe.
1: But Mark, you saying that gets me so upset because and and again and bully makes fun of me all the time when I'm when I'm talking about this. I perceive pro wrestling as a sport. Like I still look at it as the king of sports. It's a sport. It's a competition now, you know, and it's gotten so skewed over, I don't know, maybe the last 20 years, I'm going to say, 25 years. But like when you talk about like, you know, AFTRA and, you know, actors unions and and Tonys and Oscars and Emmys and stuff like that, I understand where you're coming from. But I still look at pro wrestling as a sport. I love the facade. I love that I love that magic, that wall, that facade. You know me, I Mark. Like you know I me, Mark. Too. There's certain like and again, there's certain terminology I will not use on this show. There's still that line I will not cross. There's yeah. still there's still like even if I'm on a show that I'm performing at, there's still rooms that I will not go into because that is not for me. That is for the people that actually step into the ring and compete and are pro wrestlers. And I think in this world right now, I think that a lot of fans and a lot of people think it's more open than it should be. It's not. Like, if you get, I just, I, that's the,
2: that's how I feel. But Do I don't you know. Do you watch th- Broadway? Do you like yeah. Broadway shows? Yes. When you go to a Broadway show and you sit in the audience and you, wherever you sit, you go, wow, I've seen Tony before. I've seen Cats. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. I've seen fences, but for the fifth time seeing this this is this is these actors are so skilled this is you you start to- exa- i think that in the future that's the way people will view pro wrestling they'll see they'll still see the artistic nature of the talent, but they'll just look at it as another show and not something that's emotional and has emotional ties and emotional long-term storytelling involved. I hope
1: that's wrong. I hope you're wrong because it is all about storytelling and it's all about emotional investment. But, you know, we're talking about... Then quit letting
2: people behind the curtain. Well, Stop. Until, I mean, look, Dave, I'm, I'm sitting here as a product of it. I have got in trouble... without putting myself in a place for <laughs> legal troubles um, for defending the business. And there's still a level of respect that I have for the business that, like you said, there's rooms that I'm not gonna let anybody into Yeah, that didn't bleed like I bled. I'm permanently damaged. I sit here today a broken human being from being a pro wrestler. I'm not crying, I'm not having a pity party. I know what wrestling did to my body. There's no NFL CTE lawsuit that I'm gonna put toward wrestling. Even though if I had brain damage, the way that pro wrestling is designed, you would have had to look out for yourself and not rely on them, the business, the corporation that you work for to look out for you. That's why you say, look, I need full insurance to do this. Negotiate it in your contract. It's about what you negotiate. And all wrestlers, you say you need a union, you need this. No, you need to have some balls and not be so happy to get on that you'll just accept anything. That's that's what you need.
1: Mark, let me ask you something. I want you to be honest here. All right. You know, you you and I host this show together. And let's face it, this show busted open wouldn't have existed 35, 40 years ago. We wouldn't have been able to have the conversations that we have 35, 40 years ago like you and I have. Right now, in 2022, do the fans know too much? Like, in your opinion, as a Hall of Fame wrestler, as somebody that works with AEW, do the fans know too
2: much? I think so. it takes away from the uh the surprise it takes away from the um not, some of the artistry is gone the you know you when I go to a movie Dave I know that I'm going to watch a movie when I watch Peacemaker and i I see John Cena perform. I know John cena. I know Peacemaker is not John Cena. But it it doesn't make me not love the show any, any less. But what if I never met John Cena? I have zero history with John Cena. And I see this show called Peacemaker that I love, and I go, man, this is awesome. I think that I would enjoy Peacemaker more because I don't know John Cena. Does that make sense? It does. It actually makes a lot of sense. So that is what I feel like pro wrestling is today. People have a relationship with Mark Henry on his radio, in the airports, in the train station, bus station. Well, I don't go to bus station. But you you know what I mean. I do. (laughs) The byways and highways. And they feel like, oh, I know this guy. I met him. He was cool. When the most money I ever made in wrestling was me – looking at you like I wanted to punch you in the face and I'm gonna rip your skin off, Mark Henry. The Mark Henry in that cup right there to your left would eat your face off. And that's the way you wanted people to know you. And that's the way it used to be. Nobody knew that I was a father, that I was a husband. That I love my mom to a, a, the nth degree. They they didn't know that I had relationships with people like you, who, even though we met through wrestling, like you, like my brother. Yep. So people know more about us, and it takes away from the character that you are. Well, so and, that's and what I- I'm saying.
1: And, and I agree with you like it's I think now in pro wrestling and this is a deep conversation And this actually went into a conversation that I didn't even think that we were going to have today. But I wonder if that affects what you do watch on TV. The fact I think fans right now and maybe even on this show myself included we talk more about what's going on behind the scenes and the personalities behind the scenes than the personality that we're actually seeing on our TV screen or the characters that we're seeing in the ring perform like I then just maybe feel- we got to
2: do a better job.
1: I don't, I don't know but I don't. I don't even know if that's what the fan if that's what the fans want. I, I don't know it's an interesting discussion. Hear what's happening around the globe on world of the basketball. National Player of the Year candidate Kentucky's own Oscar Shewa.
2: You always gotta trust the process you got to trust God and you got to if that something might change in your life I look at this as a dream. I hope I just keep
1: dreaming. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Frischilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm awesome.
2: Good morning, Tony. What's going good on? Mark.
0: Hey, it's great to be with you. We're going to have a great night tonight on AEW Rampage. Uh, I'm excited.
2: Man, I'm excited, too. I'm also excited about the American Heart Association relationship. And, um, man, the day is wear red day. I don't normally wear red, but I'm wearing red today.
0: Well, thanks for doing that. It's a big, big day, and it's a big night on AEW Rampage. Uh, Our partnership with the American Heart Association kicking off. Uh, And a lot of big things happening in AEW. Uh, It's going to be a great show tonight. And uh, as always, thank you guys for having me on to talk on a Friday. Uh, I get to work with Mark a lot and uh, get to do double shot on Friday together.
1: No, and I'm excited. And and Tony, uh, we just had Ricky Starks on. And um, and I'm sure this will make you proud because obviously a, a big conversation this past week was, about Tom Brady, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, stepping aside after 22 years in the NFL. And, you know, a guy that wasn't supposed to get the opportunities that he had. And Ricky Starks was talking about how, you know, when he was on the indie scene, never really got the opportunities. But then getting the opportunity with AEW made him so hungry. And I'm sure you look at the locker room that AEW has right now, Tony, and you probably see a lot of people who are hungry. A lot of people that take don't take those opportunities for granted. you got to be happy with what you've been able to build with that, with that locker room right now.
0: Absolutely. We have a tremendous, tremendous locker room. Uh, some of the best young wrestlers and some of the best veteran wrestlers in the business uh, in both the men's and women's locker room. I think it's a great mix. And uh, you, you saw this week with MJF beating CM Punk. Uh, you saw uh, time and time again, I think, uh, we've had... Really great uh, young wrestlers. We talk about the four pillars, uh, MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and maybe the fifth pillar, Dr. Britt Baker, the women's world champion. All of them have had huge, huge wins. And I think uh, we've got a great mix of veteran stars and young talent here in AEW right now. And it's, it's a winning combination. And it makes for a great locker room. And like you said, it makes for a great competition and really, really hungry fighters.
1: Uh, So much to get into here, uh, not only from uh, what we're going to see tonight, but what we saw this past Wednesday. Uh, As you mentioned, Punk and MJF. A lot of people had questions about CM Punk. You know, is he back? Is he ready? To be in the ring for 40 minutes plus, uh, even in a loss to MJF, uh, pretty damn good main event on Wednesday night.
0: Twice. Yeah, it was an amazing match. It was an incredible match. Uh, You can't say enough about what those two men did for AEW and for our fans. Uh, You know, all the great people in Chicago who came through a snowstorm to get to the show, uh, they saw an awesome, awesome main event. I don't think it was the result anybody in Chicago wanted to see, or probably anybody (laughs) wanted to see. Uh, But I have to say, outside of Long Island, uh, I don't know if there are that many MJF fans, but if you're an MJF fan, this was... Your biggest night, because that was his biggest win, his best match. And I I totally agree with you, Dave. I thought it was an awesome, awesome main event on Dynamite. Uh, We try to put huge, huge matches on Dynamite and Rampage, uh, like you'll see tonight uh, on TNT. And I have to say, since Dynamite moved to TBS, we've had some awesome, awesome main events, and this was one of my favorite matches we've had on Dynamite ever. So uh, I, I can't thank MJF and CM Punk enough for what they did for AEW.
2: I felt like I was getting hit at times. I mean, you just couldn't help but sell how unbelievable uh, the competition was. And, and and that's the thing about AEW, the competition is strong. Uh, Tony, you have a good eye for what you see going on in the future of pro wrestling as it relates to the, the AEW product. Um, I'm curious to see, like, uh, who do you look at as being somebody that we should – keep our eye on in the next couple of months
0: oh it's a great question mark i think you never know who's going to come into the world of AEW. so uh the forbidden door can open at any given time and any wrestler from anywhere in the world could walk in and that is one of the things that makes it exciting to be an AEW fan but we also have uh so many great young rising stars i think uh legit layla hirsch has been somebody who's really uh had a real attitude change lately, ever since that match with Chris Statlander on Christmas. Uh, we've seen a real attitude change in Layla Hirsch. She won a great match last week on dynamite against red velvet. And I know she has real issues with Chris Statlander. We'll hear from Chris Statlander tonight on rampage. Uh, and both of them, I think Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch, great wrestlers to keep an eye on. Of course, red velvet, uh, also in that situation, I think, uh, so many exciting things happening. Of course, the uh, sensation known as hook uh, is somebody that you'll always have to keep an eye on, I think. And I think hook uh, is really an outstanding young wrestler that I I really think people need to watch out for Uh, tonight on uh, TNT, Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion who, you know, I would have said if you'd asked me that last year, uh, he's really an established name. You know, he's a breakout star who's broken out. He won that amazing ladder match against Cody on Dynamite uh, at Beach Break two weeks ago. And now he's defending the title for the first time since on Rampage against Isaiah Cassidy. You know, private party, such an outstanding young tag team. Uh, Isaiah, during Mark Quen's injury, he had some outstanding singles matches. He had a great match on Rampage against Jungle Boy on Christmas and uh, had you know uh, a few outstanding singles matches since he arrived here, including one against Chris Jericho, Sammy's mentor. Uh, and uh, when Sammy put out the Open Challenge, Isaiah was there to answer it. I think uh, Private Party, and, and specifically Isaiah, great wrestlers to keep an eye on. And, of course, another great uh, tag team, Top Flight, Dante Martin and his brother Darius. Darius has been out of action for a long time, but we're looking forward to when he co- he returns. And while he's been out, Dante has improved by leaps and bounds and is an, a person who's also poised to be a breakout star. So there's a lot of really exciting things happening uh, in AEW. And I think tonight on Rampage, you'll see some of those breakout stars for the future. And somebody else we haven't talked about yet today who I think is really uh, poised to be not just a big star in wrestling, but one of the top stars in wrestling. He's, he's worked pretty much everywhere, and he's gotten to the top almost everywhere he's been. And I think here in AEW, he's uh, poised for big things. He's still undefeated as far as his record goes, uh, despite what happened when the lights out match with Orange Cassidy. And that's Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, he's going to be wrestling Evil Uno tonight. Uh, he's definitely uh, a man on a mission, Adam Cole. And I think he can do anything he sets his sights on. I really believe in Adam Cole.
1: Uh, somebody that we didn't get a chance to talk about the last time you were on, Tony Danhausen. I mean, you know, the guy, the buzz around Danhausen. Seeing him on AEW Dynamite. I mean, I mean, he got everybody talking about Danhausen.
0: He's really a lot of fun, uh, and now you know. Speaking of Orange Cassidy, Danhausen is going to be closely associated, I think, with uh, Orange Cassidy. Perhaps uh, we'll see. Uh, but having seen them together in Wheeler Utah's corner, and having seen uh, Danhausen help Orange Cassidy in that great lights out match at Beach Break a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, I definitely think uh, the fans enjoy Danhausen, and I'm happy to uh, give them what they want. I, I love listening to the fans.
2: I'm, I'm excited also, Tony, about the, the Who We Are uh, compilation album that's coming out courtesy of AEW uh, yeah. this uh, Black History Month.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that, Mark. And uh, no, I'm very excited about Who We Are uh, album also. And uh, Mikey Ruckus worked with so many great artists to put this together, and there are great tributes to so many of the stars in AEW, and a lot of the wrestlers in AEW participated in the album. Of course, uh, Ricky Starks, you guys had him on earlier, and Rico uh, has a song featured on the album, and uh, I, I believe it's uh, No Socks. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, it's, it's very fitting, and uh, very fitting that we have uh, him tonight in a big main event match against Jay Lethal, and uh, that's a great main event match to take place during Black History Month also, I think.
1: No doubt, Mark. What's the uh, what's the track with you? The, uh, legend, legend. Of course, you know. You know, Tony. I got to ask you because you come on every every week, and we always appreciate the time. And you're so good with the time, and you you are so good with the fans. Um, and you 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 know, we talk about the talent in the locker room, and you, you know, and since the name was brought up, legend. I mean. What is it like for you to to work with these legends, you know, to work with somebody like a Mark Henry, to work with somebody like a Dustin Rhodes? I mean, you know, we see that and we see the influence that it's having on the show. What's that like for you, Tony?
0: It's been crazy. It's been crazy from the first day uh, we started looking at AEW. I mean, uh, from the very first meetings I had talking to TBS and TNT about working together, Uh, Going to the TNT offices in 2018, you know, I went there with Keith Mitchell, who is one of the most legendary producers of all time and just retired very recently. Uh, You know, his last uh, episode of Dynamite and his last Rampage were at the end of 2021. So his last shows uh, were, you know, the final Dynamite on TNT and then that great New Year's Eve featuring that great street fight with Ty and Anna Jay versus... Penelope and the Bunny and uh, Keith is just uh, a great professional and and then from then on getting to work with all these great wrestlers uh, great legends uh, it's changed a lot in the last couple years a lot more people have come in Uh, there's a lot more names and and uh, there's a lot more ideas and and really there's a lot more uh, mentors around here for people to look up to And having somebody of the stature of, like you said, Dustin Rhodes is a great example. And here with us, Mark Henry is a great example. And there's many others. Uh, It's tremendous. And, uh, you know, getting to work with Mark every week and especially on Fridays on Rampage, it's a lot of fun. And I think Mark, you know, I learn a lot from him. And I think Mark uh, has a lot to offer to all the young wrestlers also, you know, inside the ring and outside of the ring, valuable advice.
1: Uh, Mercedes Martinez a big get for AEW and you can already tell it's paying dividends because of this matchup that we're going to see tonight. The thing I love about this match tonight, Tony, and I know you would appreciate it is that it's a pure pro wrestling match. I mean, you got Thunder Rosa who's skilled Mercedes Martinez is skilled. We know the story; We've seen it play out each and every week. I think the AEW fan base is fallen in love with Thunder Rosa. I'm just excited for this match because I know it's just going to be a great Pure pro wrestling match tonight.
0: Well, it's, you know, there's, there's a pro wrestling side, but also there's, it's very personal. So it's a heated situation. So it could uh, turn into a real fight. And that's, what's exciting about it. I think you got two people who are very skilled in pro wrestling. uh, And those are the best situations I think, because they're going to use their wrestling skills to try and beat each other. uh, But they're also going to be really going after each other. I don't think it's a scientific story. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for it too. And, and like I said, it's great to have Thunder Rosa here officially on the AEW roster and now Mercedes Martinez too. She's one of our most recent free agent signings and it's a huge signing for us. Uh, You know, just in the last several weeks, we've made some, some big ones and I plan to make some more uh, big signings and not uh, in the long term future. I mean, in the short term future, uh, I'll still be very active in the free agent market and the Forbidden Door uh, shall be opening again very soon. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Rampage tonight. At, I guarantee you we'll make some news coming out of this night's show. Oh. And, and then uh, we'll have some big news next week, too. It's a really exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan, I think, especially uh, for the people who've been following AEW the last few years. And, you know, I believe we've done some of the best pay-per-views, some of the best main events uh on you know on tv and now i i think the roster just keeps getting better and you know since we added rampage it's more opportunities to feature more great wrestlers and i think tonight you know people are going to see that you know great mix of the top stars of today and tomorrow tonight on rampage
1: Well, I'm excited from what you just said, because the one thing are, you know, you know, not just in the world of pro wrestling, but other sports as well, you know, you're extremely active and I I can tell from the words that you just said that, Hey, there's, there's a big free agent market out there. And you know what, you're, you're somebody that's definitely going to dive in and, and use key components out there on your roster. If you know, it's going to make for a better product for AEW.
0: Well, I think that's the key. You know, I have to say, uh I really, really like love listening to the wrestling fans. It's I love wrestling myself and I'm a fan and I, you know, believe that the fans give us the direction and it's up to us to you know, give us give great shows that the people want to see. I don't want it to 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 be handed down on high, you know. Uh for me Dave, anytime we can sign somebody that's going to make the fans excited, that's going to come in here and uh, you know give the fans big matches that they're excited to watch and, and somebody that could bring new fans to AEW, it's a great opportunity for us. And so I will continue to explore the free agent market, and the Forbidden Door will be opening again soon. And Mercedes Martinez, I'm very excited for her to make her AEW debut tonight. It's, it's long-awaited.
1: Yeah. And and, and Tony, just hearing you talk gets me excited because you talked about the fans and Mark, Tony's always mentioning the fans and, and giving the fans what they want. But also you could just tell from listening to Tony how excited he gets you know, being able to put these matches and shows together and then looking at, you know, the free agency market and seeing who would be good and a good fit for AEW. So almost as you're talking, Tony, I can hear your creative juices flowing as you're talking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be, it's going to be an exciting road to revolution. You know, we're officially on the road to revolution. It's just about a month away here Yep, and it's going to be huge. I hopefully I'll see you in Orlando, Dave, I know Mark will be there, uh, yeah, be and there. you'll be there on, on Rampage the night before, and it's going to be a great weekend in Orlando. And I think, speaking of Rampage, we're going to have a great night tonight on Rampage on TNT. Mark, uh, it should be a historic main event tonight.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
0: Busted
1: Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas.